0: Jack raised by a nose what he's gonna Javin Jack's gonna take- Just kidding yeah.
1: Sadie McFadden, and today is the second airing of a new show I'm starting called End of the Tunnel. As CFRC's Community Arts Coordinator, I want to use this platform to uplift artists during this pandemic as local arts are hit hardest. As the vaccine rollout occurs, it feels like we're reaching the brighter end of the dark tunnel that has been COVID 19. The show hopes to highlight the events in the Kingston arts community, whether they be online or in person. We have a lot of upcoming events in the art scene in Kingston this week. Fragile, spelled F-R-A-G-I-L, asterisk, an indie Kingston clothing brand released its denim line yesterday and are producing and delivering orders all week. If you want to check out their clothing releases, you can go to their Instagram at frgil.ec, or their website, www.fragile.ca. Remember, don't include the E. It's only F-R-A-G-I-L. In addition, May 26th to May 28th is the Watershed Festival, which is all about reimagining musical theater. Events are free on Zoom or YouTube, including events such as reimagining storytelling, teaching, representation, and spectatorship in musical theater. With speakers, Q&A's, and panels who talk about everything from decolonizing theatrical spaces to a workshop presentation of a new suffragette musical. Every musical theater nerd, like myself, can find a free event that they love. If you love musical theater, whether it be Hamilton, Les Mis, The Sound of Music, The Book of Mormon. I could go on and on. This festival is for you. For more information, go to watershedmusicfestival.com. And lastly, the Kingston Symphony is holding its annual fundraiser called Beat Beethoven Run, where you can run eight or four kilometers through downtown Kingston before the symphony finishes playing a 50-minute Beethoven medley. However, this June, the race will be virtual, which means that you can run anywhere and anytime in the month of June to challenge yourself to beat Beethoven. If you register for the run, or you can walk, you will receive a Beat Beethoven t-shirt, and if you finish the distance, you get a medal. Entry fees are $40 for the eight-kilometer run, And for the 4-kilometer run, it is $30. In addition, if you want your child to participate who is under the age of 10, you can pay $10 for a 1-kilometer run. Check out KingstonSymphony.ca for more info. You just listened to Jive and Jack and Sue by Jukebox County, who, by the way, is joining me today for our show, who is releasing a psychedelic rock indie album in support of mental health tomorrow, May 26th, on Spotify and Apple Music. Jukebox County's debut album was recorded at Wolf Island Records with producer Hugh Christopher Brown, who's thrilled to announce the release of the album, which is named Inner Space, Outer Space. All right, so welcome to the show, Rich.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Great to be here.
1: Um, So could you tell me a little bit about yourself as far as a musician goes, but also in relation to your experiences with with mental health?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, as a musician, I guess I sort of come from a pretty amateur kind of grassroots self-taught poet sort of angle, Um, and then started writing songs, you know, maybe about eight years ago. Um, And really, for me, like poetry and songwriting has been this like sort of alchemy for me. So because of my work you know in the mental health field working as a crisis worker you know going going out and supporting people out on the streets and in the psych wards and you know working with the police um on different calls you know like really seeing sort of like the darker the darker sort of shadow aspects of of the community that that people don't usually see um so you know i I, i'm I sort of use music and songwriting as a way to kind of like move through that, make sense of that, uh, maybe find like deeper, deeper gems to kind of like cultivate. Um, So yeah, so for me, like, I guess musician is, is alchemist. um, And so I really use that. um, And that's sort of, you know, why the, the mental health side of it is so important. And that's why I, you know, i I bring that in a lot is because the experiences that I have are really informing the the music and the songs that I'm writing
1: yeah wow, that's awesome I think personally for me I would probably really struggle with being in the mental health services industry I think it would be gr- like mentally grilling and difficult for myself so has this album in a way been a release for you a type of therapy would you say
2: yeah, I mean, it definitely, it helps me, you know, leading up to the release, it really helps me like kind of reflect on, you know, how my experiences have, you know, have informed the music and then also how music has helped sort of guide me because a lot of, a lot of other things I've done in the past are, are starting up different music groups. Um, so sort of like, you know, seeing that the mental health system is sort of this very, tight box and sort of this cold, you know, um, kind of like clinical, um, you know, medical based system. Um, so starting music groups to kind of like cut through a little bit of that and bring the humanity back in, um, and sort of whether it's like, you know, going into the psych ward and doing some music groups there, which I was doing, um, or doing some songwriting with, um, with like palliative care, Um, patients or or you know like doing mental health education through music with like pathways to education and different youth groups it's sort of been this really interesting way of you know like really seeing the impact of music um, just on a general way of sort of connecting on this universal sort of aspect of humanity Um, so I've been sort of like reflecting on that and then all of those things have informed the songs and so you know, it's sort of cool just to really, you know, review that stuff as I'm, as I'm releasing this and kind of like giving back to, to those groups a little bit. So yeah, it's been neat.
1: I am personally very excited uh, to give a listen to the album, especially because I think I also have that uh, similar understanding for you that, you know, a lot of times in the mental health system, mental health is put into these little boxes and these little, like you have depression, you have bipolar you are schizophrenic but there's also a lot of misdiagnosis going on um because mental health doesn't necessarily you like a person's brain doesn't necessarily fit into this box so do you think that during your musical journey music has been able to show you that you can step outside of that box and kind of go against societal expectations of your mental illness
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I think that it, you know, music in general can give you new ways of of looking at things, right, like new meanings, new myths, you know, or, or archetypes to kind of like, you know, as a lens to look at our world. And so, you know, if you give someone who's struggling with something, if you give them sort of a new story to you know for them to sort of like look through or a new way of looking at or reframing their experience right and that's what songs can do that's what music can do right then then you're giving them some relief you're giving them sort of like another way of looking at themselves and and maybe it's it's more of like a a positive spin rather than like oh like you can just identify with this depression label for the rest of your life because you haven't been able to do something right versus like oh what are the impacts of capitalism and like all these different ways of like oppression that we you know that we live in our world uh with the ecological crisis and things like that you know it's like what if what if all of these mental illnesses are actually sort of like pretty normal reactions to um a lot of what we're seeing in the world so so yeah, we need these new myths. We need these like new archetypes to see the world through. And, you know, music can do that because it's very accessible. Um, and once again, it brings that kind of humanity back in and and uh, levels the playing field in that way.
1: Yeah, I love that you're taking um, a really intersectional approach to your understanding of mental health and of music. I think that's really great. So is there any... I'm really putting you on the spot here, but do you have any special memories um, of when you have taken these bands to mental health services?
2: Um, You know, it's maybe not like a specific story, but like a really interesting thing was, so when I was working as as a crisis worker, um, or actually this was maybe when I was doing case management, but anyway, I was doing sort of the these two different things at the hospital. I was sitting in on rounds, right? So like sitting with the psychiatrists and like hearing about you know, the caseloads that they had and sort of like different people and like, oh, this is so and so and like, this is their diagnosis. And like, we're hoping to get them, you know, discharged by this day. And like, this is what's going on. So I'd be doing that on one day. And then the next day, I'd be doing the music group up there. Um, and it was so interesting to see, like, I was not seeing the same people that the psychiatrists were seeing, right? Like I was seeing, like, oh, that's the person that can really like, that's the person that like is awesome at singing those like Johnny Cash songs, you know, or like that's the person that can write these like wicked hip hop lyrics on the spot, you know? So I was like seeing how music sort of brought these souls up, right? And then like seeing how, you know, the, the doctors were seeing them and, you know, it's nothing against the doctors because that's what they're trained to do, right? Um, but it was just really cool because then like I would go, to these like do do the music groups and then people would just sort of come out of the woodworks and like kind of sit by the periphery sometimes for a bit and I'd be like hey you know like grab a shaker if you want and they'd kind of shake to the song and some of them would belt out um, and so it was just so cool to see like all of these you know all these people sort of coming out and you know, in this kind of like very cold environment sort of coming out and, and expressing themselves and getting a little bit more comfortable and, and sort of like getting a bit more communal because it's often very isolated and people are doing their own thing. So to bring the music together, you know, it's like a nice image um, and really contrasting to like what I would hear in, in that, in the room, right, of doing rounds with with the doctors. So So, yeah, so that's one that really sticks with me still.
1: Yeah, well, I guess... Uh, If you've ever heard of the theory, the medical gaze, I guess you could have the musical gaze, right?
2: That's right. (laughs) That'll be the next album, the musical gaze. (laughs) Sounds great.
1: (laughs) Speaking of the album, which is called Inner Space, Outer Space, what was your vision in creating it?
2: Well, you know, there's sort of two visions because the idea of like jukebox county, right? Um, Jukebox, if you think of like a jukebox, right? You go into like an an old diner or something like a jukebox holds every type of music. You know, it holds like some soul. It's got some blues. It's got rock and roll. So it sort of has like this spectrum of, of human emotion, right? So that's sort of where like the jukebox idea comes in is like, you know, being able to use music to sort of reach these different um, emotional realities of our human experience. And then county is sort of like, you know, what if what if this music is a place, right? What if like we can all sort of like be in this safe space where, you know, You know we belong and there's sort of like joy and hope and connection and introspection um and sort of so like that's one of the visions is like with the band is sort of like creating this safe container for us to be in and to sort of be ourselves and maybe push the edges of like you know who we think we are um and then the album in general like for this album you know which is the the first one i've done so you know um i think hopefully there will be some more but this one is you know bringing in some of the sort of like outer space themes you know to kind of like play a little bit on those archetypes of like you know technology and advancement and isolation and things like that um, but then like the inner space right so like contemplation and um and sort of finding our our place in that larger cosmos um, that you know can seem very big and isolating um, So, yeah, so the idea is to kind of create this album where it can be deep if you listen to the lyrics, or it can at least be sort of, like, introspective. Um, But then it's sort of, like, really danceable and really fun and, like, really sort of, like, made for um, people to have a good time with. So it sort of has, like, both the outer and the inner um, landscapes hopefully taken care of to some extent.
1: Yeah, that's awesome that you're trying to create something that can simultaneously work to uplift people but also let them know that someone is there for you and that someone understands where you're coming from and so in this album you've talked about how there's a lot of different types of music that are going on within the album so do you have any specific inspirations when you were thinking about this album whether it be musically or in reference to mental health
2: Um, I mean definitely I think it's funny because like sometimes I don't know when I'm writing a song I'm like I don't know what I'm trying to say yet and I also don't know like what kind of influences are bleeding through but definitely you know like kind of like the 60s you know psychedelic stuff you know like um, Grateful Dead um, you know even like Neil Young. Um, things like that, like Nick Drake, you know, I guess that's more 70s, like the Rolling Stones, kind of like country, you know, Rolling Stones, like XL on Main Street, you know, so a lot of those have sort of like influenced me musically. Um, so those are, those are big. And then I think it's, it's often just sort of like this, this like new gestalt that comes through where it has like little pieces of different bands and and other people usually hear it before i do you know like it's like oh that sounds like this or this is or this sounds like this band which sometimes it's a band that i've never heard of like someone said recently it's kind of like cage the well i've heard of cage the elephant but i don't know them that well but they said you know it sounds like cage the elephant with like a bit of country twang you know on, on this specific song but the band ween is a really big influence because what I like about ween is that, you know, you can put on an album of theirs and every song is different. And that's sort of what I'm trying to do here is, you know, if you don't like the first nine songs, you might like the 10th one, you know? Um, So it kind of has hopefully a little bit of something for everyone.
1: And to all the CFRC listeners out there, This means you should make sure you listen to the entire album. (laughs) Don't (laughs) listen to just one song and be like, oh, I don't like the vibe. Listen to the entire album because every single song has a different vibe, and maybe the genre that it fits in will fit you a little bit better. Let's give a listen to your song Words.
0: the love when that bird sang its morning song well we knew well we had said it With
1: what a great song how would you suggest to people to deal with their mental health as far as your album goes
2: Um, Well, it's a good question. And I think, you know, like we've sort of said, mental health can be very intersectional, right? So it's, there's never sort of this like silver bullet. Um, But I think it's important to see health in general from sort of a sociocultural lens, right? Like you can't really look at health um, just from a very micro um, approach. So you know, I think trusting our bodies, you know, and trusting that our bodies sort of like hold a lot of wisdom um, can be really powerful. And I think the the power of community and connection as well. Um, and, you know, to not necessarily buy into the, the narratives that you know, our culture has prescribed to, you know, whether it's someone with depression or bipolar or schizophrenia, right? Um, I think there are other ways of looking at that, that can be a little bit more empowering and less damaging. Um, And yeah, so I mean, I don't have a, a full answer, except that, you know, I think what the album can show is, is that, you know, we have a common struggle, you know, and different people adapt to that in different ways. And there's, nothing wrong with that um it's just that we we need to find sort of bigger containers to fit in right so that we're not just labeled the second that we can't adapt to you know a bleeped up world i'll say
1: (laughs) no that's exactly what you know i think our listeners need to hear so uh let's listen to one of your songs a change up uh, but before we do, could you talk to us a little bit about what the song is about?
2: Yeah, it's funny because this is very much a Kingston song in the sense that, you know, when I moved to Kingston, because I'm originally from Ottawa, uh, I moved to Kingston about 14 years ago, and and some people may relate to this, is that I found it very difficult to sort of like penetrate the Kingston community, right? which actually CFRC was a really great resource for me at that point, because I, I got involved with CFRC and started doing a show, um, which was a really nice way to sort of connect with the community there. Um, so, so all that to say is like the, 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 the first few lines are basically about, you know, not really fitting in and, and sort of just wanting to head out to the West coast, you know, where I, where I feel like my, my soul, my soul kind of belongs there. And, um, and then, you know, the song turns into basically like a, a permission to, you know, chasing your dreams, you know, and like doing what you feel you need to do. And, and then there's sort of like a little bit of empowerment in there where, you know, we can, we can change things. We can, um, you know, make little shifts in our life, um, by, by, you know, bringing back our own power, um, Yeah, so it's sort of about that. And it's, I don't know, it's just like a fun, it's like a bit slower than the rest of them, but it's got a bit of a jazz feel to it. And um, yeah, it's basically the the chorus is you got to chase what feels right um, or it'll keep you up all night.
1: (laughs) Well, that sounds so fitting for a album that's about mental health. Well, thank you so much, Rich, for joining me today to talk about your album coming up. And just a reminder for our listeners, it's called Inner Space, Outer Space, and it's coming out tomorrow, May 26th. And if you wanna give it a listen, you can check out Jukebox County on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, or Apple Music. Thank you very much, Rich, for joining me today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Alright, let's give a listen to a change-up off of Jukebox County's newest album.
0: souls, they march under the moonlight, making their way to who knows where, but they stack the blocks and walk the stairs. i <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to End of the Tunnel, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.